yeah and band is good yeah band is good band band play fast band is good band band is good band play What is up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scope Exposure podcast. Um, You know, Scope Exposure has always been based in Western Canada. That's been the flag that we've flown for uh, a long ass time since our origin. And something that's been really cool to see in the past few years, um, you know, I think naturally any scene that has like multiple scenes kind of within it uh, or any country, uh, so to speak, well, there will always be a little bit of a a sense of rivalry, some competition. And while I think that there's an element of that's important, um, you know, keeps people on their toes um, and a sense of friendly rivalry is always good. I've seen a lot more Eastern Canada and Western Canada crossover in the last couple of years. And uh, my guest today is one of those people that I see kind of making that shift, um, you know, when it comes to showcasing bands, putting on for bands, and bringing his bands uh, over as well. And, uh, you know, with Hold Your Ground just being announced, I knew that Kyle and I were long overdue to sit down and have a chat about the fest, about the crossover that I mentioned before, and just talk about Ontario Hardcore. So without further ado, Kyle of Hold Your Ground Fest and Cohesion on the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Thanks for joining me, bro. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So like I mentioned, Hold Your Ground just announced like literally as far as the time of recording this yesterday, as far as the lineup and uh, what you guys are bringing to the table for 2023, which is undoubtedly uh, sick. Um, and I wanted to, you know, Kyle and I were talking pre-recording. I think it would be really cool to kind of break down the current lineup that's on there talk about the bands talk about what's going on as far as you know expectations uh what people who are traveling in who have never been to hold your ground before on what they can expect um but kyle uh really excited to chat with you bro before we get into all the music chats as you know we got to check a bev so tell me what you got for for drinks for the show today on your end all right okay so it's like pretty early in the morning still at least in like eastern canada here um so it's like 11 a.m now whatever um but i have a coffee i have a cinnamon caramel cold brew from starbucks uh it's like a newer drink Uh, i had it like a couple weeks ago or whatever whenever it dropped um i'm usually not into stuff that's like super sweet anymore and this is pretty sweet, but it's like a nice treat on like a weekend sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, and like since it's a cold brew and not a coffee, you still get, I guess, like that stronger coffee taste along with that sweetness. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it like a perfect balance, I guess I'd say. Um, yeah, it's it, it rocks. Yeah, yeah. I um, I try my best not to uh, give my money to the the corporate coffees of the world, but there are certain exceptions um you know especially a lot of the um the vanilla sweet cream cold brew at uh at starbucks um 
Have you tried the red eye ice cap at Tim Hortons? No, I've had a red eye iced coffee though, which was really okay. good, but not the ice cap. Is that yeah. like a newer, newer thing? Yeah. So just very quick anecdote. Um, I was driving back from uh, where my wife is from in the northern part of Alberta, uh, back from a family venture, and we were just grabbing ice caps for the road, and she got you know her classic ice cap with chocolate milk, and I've been doing the red eye, and I don't think we had talked about it just yet. So I order hers, and then I order, yeah, I'll get a, a, a medium red eye. And she looks at me and is like, what's a, what's a red eye ice cap? <laughs> and, then we, and then I gave her a sip to try it out, and she just immediately was like, why did you get the better thing and not tell me? <laughs> but it's essentially just like espresso within an ice cap, um, which, again, Tim Hortons, I'm not going to just go out of my way to give them all my money when it comes to coffee, but that is pro- – I have tweeted, I think that is the best thing that they have done since the Beyond Sausage breakfast sandwich. And I will die on that hill. That's crazy. So there's a lot of Tim Hortons haters, especially online for good reason too. Um, But I'm actually kind of like a defender in some things because they're coming out with so much new stuff, whether it be food, whether it be drinks, and not all of it is like terrible. Like, even though this is like an older item, like I haven't met like anyone who's like, yeah, the farmer's wrap sucks. Mm. Like the farmer's wrap is like a goaded, like go-to meal when you're on like the go. Right. And like traveling somewhere in the morning, like that, for example, it's like, come on. It's like the coffee, all it's- the best things within a, a burrito, which is inarguably the best way to eat any kind of food within a, you know, an edible tube, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, and I mean, their coffee's not like the best, but like ice caps are goaded as well. So right. like, obviously, it's so th- sweet again. This but, is like, not an ad. Sweet. Red eye ice cap from Tim Hortons. Uh, I know that you know Starbucks is already a tier above Tim Hortons, but if you're looking to to give a shot on um on Tim Hortons again, I would recommend that. Um, very quick. What is your most missed? discontinued tim hortons item oh shit that's a good question um oh yeah actually no i know um they used to have these so right now they still have like the birthday cake timbits mm-hmm. but they used to have birthday cake like actual donuts and oh. those went so hard um <laughs> i'm a big fan of those for like a nice like sweet treat okay um yeah those rocks but like i still get them in the timbits but it's just like it's kind of different it's like something you don't want to get like a box of 10 bits to yourself. Yeah. So like if you just want like one donut, it's so different. But yeah, that that rocked. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I ever had the birth birthday cake or the birthday donut. Um, but mine and shout out if you've ever had one is the infamous maple swirl, which essentially I don't know if you know, was a Boston cream like style. And then white icing on top and maple, like, drizzle on top. And the filling is, like, Boston cream um, as well. It was – sometimes – I don't know if you feel this way. When something gets discontinued at, like, when you're – it's like, did you feel bad? Like, did I not buy this enough to make it, like, to have the numbers (laughs) on the report sheet to keep it around? But – should have bought more. Yeah. So it's all you your know, fault. Rip to all of the 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 good and bad on uh, to Horns Donuts. Bev's wise for me. Um, you know, I wanted to try to up my uh, you know, 
I've been checking a lot of liquid deaths for earlier parts of the season, but I saw this and I was like saving it for a rainy day. And uh, I downed my morning coffee, but I'm already just like, you know, the caffeine addiction is just like real. So it's like, give me more. So I'm drinking. It's called a super milk. So it's a uh, it's like a iced kind of like coffee, um, but it's got like 10 grams of protein in it as well. So um, I am psyched on this. I think it's it's not even like uh, like regular milk. It has like almonds and cashews and um, and all that good stuff. So I've never had this before. So it will be first time trying it out. Interesting. Well, you're getting some protein in in the morning, too. So that's trying, good. Trying. Uh, Kyle, cheers to you, my friend. Really excited to do the pot. Cheers. Okay. That is soup. That is a super kind of milk. I will say they uh, don't lie. Yeah. I wish it was a bit sweeter if I was going to give it any credit, but like maybe it's trying to be a little bit more nutritious and less of a, like a sugary, uh, fun kind of drink, but you know, that's just first sip impression. So we'll see, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So Kyle, it's your first time on the show. And you know, I know that you uh, tune into the odd episode or two. So you know that any new guest on here, I always like to get a bit of context about how they even just discovered hardcore. So take me way back in time to when you were listening to, um, well, really anything, it could be, um, you know, stuff from any venture of the heavy move, heavy music spectrum. So yeah, take me way back to the first time you're hearing screaming breakdowns heavy music on whatever that meant to you. Yeah. Yeah. So to start, um, I feel like my journey into heavy music started very similar to as anyone else in Canada um, through watching music videos on much music, which was like the much loud segments or like that other one was more punk. Um, So that was probably the first time I was like kind of shown that sort of music uh, growing up in like my household with my parents, like they always had on music. So, like my mom's like super into like Bruce Springsteen. My dad was like super into Zeppelin. Uh, so like we always had like music going on at some point or just like whatever on the radio. Um, but I used to watch much music all the time. We'd have that on at our house all the time. Um, so during the day, it was just like pop music, like rock music, just like anything like top 40. And then like later on in the night or like even in the evening, I think it was, it was like much loud, which was like metal core, hardcore, just like regular metal, new metal, like everything. So that's probably when I heard like stuff like Silver Scene or Lexus on Fire, Under Oath, uh, even Slipknot, like those four bands probably was like my gateway into like heavier music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, especially like Silver Scene and Lexus on Fire being local um and yeah it's like and also like the mystique of like slipknot with the masks and the outfits um and just being super into that like honestly at the age i got into that i was probably like maybe like nine or ten or eleven uh like listening to that sort of era um so like it was kind of like scary i guess when i first saw slipknot i'm like oh my god like these masks like yeah. these like crazy people like what's going on and seeing like videos of like clown go out into the crowd with like a bat. And I, for some reason I thought like he actually hits people 
And I was like, what are these psychopaths doing? And I'm like, but I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of freaked out, but I'm kind of interested. Right. So like, as like time went on, I got like further into slipped onto their discography. Um, and then them, like as an example, they're one of the bands I would like, when I first got my MP3 player, I'd go on to like LimeWire and I would download some of their songs. And I would always just type in the artist, so like Slipknot, and then I would t- like pick the songs with like the coolest names because like I wasn't familiar with like the whole like full album processes yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like people equal shit. That's like funny. Like let me download <laughs> that. Right. So I downloaded that, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is crazy. And I downloaded like Eyeless. I remember too is like one of the first like heavier songs I heard. I'm like, this is absolutely like insane music. Um, and then, so I kind of like jumped into the fire with that. And then I kind of dialed it back, I guess. And I'm like, okay, the band's like Silverstein. It's like, okay, they have like clean choruses. They're singing. I'm like, oh, I really like that. Like the screaming is like cool too, but like, I really like having that break and that mix of like the clean vocals and then the screamed vocals. Um, so that's cool. Um, did you, sorry, did you know right off the bat that Alexis on fire and Silverstein were local to you or did that, do you find that out like later after listening to them? I actually found that out through um, like other like older friends I was hanging out with at the time. Like mm. they would like see them like frequently, like, and that's probably back in the era where they're playing and like where Silverstein was still playing in like Burlington or like Hamilton. Sure. Like right. on like smaller shows type of thing. Um, yeah. And then Alexis on fire doing like local stuff too. Like uh, I have an older brother as well. So he was like super, he's more into like the punk side, um, but he was also into like post hardcore metalcore, like at one point too. Right. Um, so he's definitely like rubbed off on me on that and stuff he would show me. Um, but yeah, he was like telling me stories. He was like, yeah, I saw Alexis on fire in a church basement, like down the road from like the house like back in like i don't know like early 2000s mm-hmm. and like me seeing them on much music and hearing that it's like they played like a church basement in like brampton and it was like crazy it's just like that's such a wild thing for me to like comprehend as like a kid i'm like oh like is there like a local scene or is like kind of is that like a normal thing right um because I, I did you, end- i think you and i have a similar trajectory into like the styles of music obviously like we're both canadian dudes but i think there is a realization when you're like um when it's not just like the amphitheater stadium shows and you're like oh there's a there are bands that sound very close to something up they're paying they're playing to like 30 to 50 kids at the whatever spot and it's every weekend and i can go to that like you know like it takes like you kind of like it's kind of a bit of a funnel effect and sometimes that is within a few months and sometimes that's within a few years but um yeah it is interesting to me how you know you're finding this stuff through like a larger network like um like much loud and you know even when it's scary to you it's still intriguing but like it forced you to go down the rabbit hole and get deeper into the actual grassroots of of what we what we both know as our daily lives today you know exactly and it's like really interesting like looking back on that stuff and like even having this conversation now and just thinking about like how i've been into like heavier music for the last like i don't know like 17 years of my life now and like it's just that's super crazy to me um yeah and it's also funny like hearing on the podcast with people having similar like backgrounds and similar origin stories with that um but yeah like and then basically after that after hearing about shows like that and like the scene brampton had like growing up because uh, i grew up in brampton uh shout out flower city shout out mile end um just yeah put like, some badass new music so 
yeah yeah that new song rocks they've been playing that for a while so i'm stoked they got that out uh i think they have new stuff coming too um but yeah not to get too sidetracked yeah, yeah. but yeah um local shows in brampton were like popping off they were popping off and then they stopped and they're popping off again and like when i went to my first local show i was probably let's say like 2011 or 2012 um just at like a dive bar down the road from me in brampton um i realized like the promoter who was doing shows there was bringing like touring bands which was sick i remember they would always bring in these bands from like calgary or like edmonton or like bc that would just tour across canada yeah so i'm like this is sick i don't know why you're playing brampton but like i guess because they just don't understand it right yeah people would pack out to those bars for those shows and i'm like hey they kind of sound like the stuff i listen to but like they're at a local level and a smaller level obviously so then i realized i'm like i can go to shows like every weekend and don't have to like beg like my parents to drive me downtown toronto um and pay like 30 dollars a ticket or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like you really get that opportunity with local shows it's like they're right in your city when it's like local smaller shows and it's like 10 dollars a ticket let's say instead of like 30 um but yeah and then also so like from that stage of like listening to bands like slipknot uh under oath silverstein um, I obviously got into like the warp tour, like style of bands. Um, was super into warp tour, went like I don't know, like three or four times or something. Like mostly always came to Toronto. It's pretty easy. Right. Um, I think but, yeah. I think the warp tour Toronto is no no no. There was I'm trying to think. Jor- Jor- Jordan would know better because like I'm the the uh the transplant uh Alberta, but he grew up here. So I don't know. I don't think that warp tour ever came up to Alberta calgary specifically um oh jordan's saying i don't know shit <laughs> I'll, maybe i'll check that uh as you're talking but i think if my if my memory serves me correctly i think toronto might be one of the only canadian places where warp tour um happened but maybe oh, okay so warp tour but it was like okay this is like back in 2008 and 2009 at race city speedway shout out if you were at any of those I think the last Warp Tour Calgary was in 2010. So, man, we are fucking old, dude. I know. <laughs> Holy shit. Time really flies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Warp Tour is sick for what it was. I mean, like, you see so many bands in a day, bands that, like, sometimes don't necessarily come, like, to your area, whether it be Toronto or wherever else you're living. Uh, so, yeah, that definitely opened the door for me for, like, a lot of other bands as well to check out because it's like, yeah, I want to go see, like, my favorite, like, three or four bands, but it's like I'm going for the entire day. So, like, I'm obviously going to watch bands I've never heard of hmm. and get into them through that. Um, that was actually probably, I want to say, how I got into, like, one of my favorite bands that, like, is now defunct uh, every time I die because, hmm. like, they play in Warped Tour, like, every other year, I'm pretty sure, for, like, a good span. So, like, I think seeing them live, like, just briefly, even in passing, I'm just like, damn, this band is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, bands like that. And then, like, I was super into, like, the metalcore of, like, Parkway Drive, August Burns Red. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, that was, like, an era through, like, high school, I guess. Oh, and I was super into, like, bands, like, uh, even, like, Of Mice and Men and, like, Memphis Mayfire back, like, when I was, like, first getting into, like, that scene. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the Warp Tour, like, era bands for me, I guess. Right. Um, And then, like, as things progressed, I got, like, I had that little, like, phase of, like, progressive metal and, like, gent, I guess. Um, Like, oh, I was, like, super into Structures. Mm. Structures was well, such a Structures is, in my opinion, one of 
I think will go down as one of the most legendary Toronto bands that just didn't go the distance of what, like, I think they were just pushing boundaries because, dude, I bought the first EP of Structures, like, when it came out. I got to see them in concert, like, two or three times when they would come through Winnipeg, and I think, I think it's just too, like, I think that they, it, they were one of those bands It was, like, before their time. I feel like if Structures was coming out with, like, where Spirit Box is now, I feel like that band could be playing every big metal festival in the world. But I think they were just a little early, which is 100%. kind of cool, I, but, like, kind of sad at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, they're the perfect example of what I'd call an underrated band. Mm. Uh, they, like, they did obviously get, like, their attention and notoriety when they dropped, like, their first record, and, like, they signed to Sumerian, they did a few tours, but, like, yeah, something wasn't, like, catching for them, I guess. Um, and they didn't really, like, go the distance with that when they really could have. Um, but, yeah, that band rocked. I saw them, like, a bunch of times throughout Toronto. I saw them. Um, I was actually at a show last night. We were playing in Toronto last night. And I was talking to one of my buddies. And I was saying, like, we were talking about old shows. And I'm like, there was a tour that did, like, a loop around Ontario with, like, C markets. Maybe even, like, yeah, some B, some C markets. And it was, like, but it was such a big tour. Like, if you look back at it, like, big bands, I guess. It was a North Lane headliner, like, when they just dropped that first record, I think. Or just oh, dropped the second I record. I, yeah, I think this tour with, came through Winnipeg and I was there. Yeah, yeah. Structures, North Lane, and Texas in July. Dude. Like, Metalcore Mania tour yeah dude that's yeah and this is texas before blood work this is like on their come up um yeah yeah yeah. they still had their original vocalist i think his name was like alex um yeah super sick yeah that was like in a legion in like like new market ontario so like that was it's like a really random like i had to convince like my dad to like drive me there and then just like kind of hung out like in the city while I was at the show and then just grabbed me at the end of the night because I was like 16 or something at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was um, that was quite the show. Um, and that like really got me into like, hey, like these shows can happen and like not a bit. It doesn't need to be like an opera house size venue, like in a thousand cat venue. It can be like a legion or something else, which kind of is like um, kind of like a segue into like what hardcore shows are now and how they could be in like any sort of room. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know it back then. And yeah. Yeah. It, it is wild to hear. Cause obviously like uh, for all the American listeners that, you know, haven't looked at a Canadian map since maybe like high school, like Southern Ontario where, you know, Toronto and a lot of like those kind of like major cities are, there's a lot of smaller cities and there's even smaller towns within those cities. Um, but I think the era that we're talking about, um, there was just like, it, even if you were in the most rinky dink ass town, you could still pull two to 300 kids for a four to five band bill. Um, when I was growing up in, in Manitoba, it was like places like Winkler and Altona and uh, Steinbeck and like Selkirk would have these like shows. Like I've been personally right now going through a, uh, like going through the rabbit hole and finding all these um, videos of Calgary hardcore shows, but in uh, Airdrie, which is like kind of like, I would say Airdrie is almost like this growing city. Just it it is a a growing city just North of, of Calgary. And, you know, the joke is that, you know, each 
city is going to expand originally where you might have one of those things where um uh like my 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 grandparents are out in uh in cambridge so there's like kind of that combination of all like the different cities before it was like three um you know what i'm talking about right I, i'm blanking yeah. on, on what that's called tri-city or uh yes. oh yeah tri-city area i guess yeah yeah so originally it was like three cities and then it kind of became one uh, but you know people will still reference back to that but it's like i'm watching these videos from like it's an airdrie hard- hardcore show and there's like 150 kids just losing their mind to Gravemaker and stick to your guns and like bands that like you know who even if they're not around today still have these infamous aspects to it and you know you know obviously hardcore evolves and changes and maybe those scene those smaller scenes don't have you know the people or the attendees or people have moved away but it does go to show that if you're if things aren't if no one's carrying that torch to bring those bands to those specific places in art it's it's obvious things people are going to move on things are going to you know go so even if you're in a hamilton or a windsor or any of that like things can still happen in a 2023 kind of environment but they you need to have the people in place to be able to like no, we're going to make the change we want to see and not just let this slip away. Yeah, yeah. I like that you brought up carrying the torch because uh, that's something, I guess, that I think I had to do like in Brampton as like, a promoter as well when I started putting on shows because um, shout out to Blake, if you're listening. Um, He's definitely did a lot of cool shows. He's definitely not listening, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he did a lot of cool shows. Uh, he had a venue at his house, like in his shed called Shed Zeppelin. Shed Zepp, if you've ever heard of it. Shed Zeppelin. A um, lot, of, lot of sick shows there. Uh, okay. He did a couple of fests too at um, Spot One at like the local venue there. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, Shed Zepp was like probably like the most famous thing, I guess. Like literally, it's literally what you think. It's a shed, uh, maybe like, I don't know, like 10 by 10 shed or something, like something wow. very small. Okay you'd fit like i don't know like 50 people in like you'd actually like sell tickets it could be like a genuine show like there was lighting in there the sound was actually not as bad as you think uh maybe you'd have like touring bands come by and play there like uh just off the top of my head he's had bands like better off played there he's had bands like um fucking exalt played there safe to say which is now locket played there i'm pretty sure like like pacific has played there right um so yeah like some like pretty big names like back in the day old wounds played there i think too mm-hmm. um yeah so like it's pretty cool doing that and then he did a fest in the shed like shed fest once which was like super sick it's <laughs> like two so stages sick. one in the shed one in the living room um but yeah so like I essentially, I guess I learned a lot from like the shows he did and like how he did them. And like, I was younger going to those shows. Um, and then as well as like the venue shows he did, and then he kind of stopped. And that's when I think he like moved away, like to the West coast. Um, which funny enough, when we did our run last year, we ended up staying with him in Vancouver. Cause that's where he lives now, which was like full circle. Mm. That was like super cool. So like, yeah, we played Vancouver and then stayed at his place. And we just like chatted about like the, the golden age yeah. after, <laughs> dude it is very important to be like yo without you i would not be able to like move to that next thing i like yeah yeah as as you know people could 
chop it up as being punishing or corny, even if you have like this long term friendship with someone. But I think, you know, leaving no stone stone unturned and being able to give roses to people, which I actively do on this podcast, if and when um, I'm having a guest where I really be like, I, I, I need to do that, because I think it's very important to kind of like give kudos to the people that like, did the thing. And because they could be in like, you know, when they're doing that said thing, they could be like, man, is this even worth it? Like, is this worth all my time and energy, blood, sweat and tears and money? And then in five years, it was like, yo, you booking that fest or starting that band inspired me to start the next mad ball of our scene to start the next knock loose. Like, I love that shit to like my bones. Um, But yeah, it is it is very important when you have the opportunity to be like, yo, just just want you to know that like, you had an impact because that that's huge. yeah 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 i absolutely love everything you said about that and uh, yeah i don't even think it's corny at all like yeah i was telling him i'm like yeah like seeing you do the shows like i wanted to carry the torch when you were gone um and then it kind of just like snowballed into like something bigger and like in brampton and then the fest and then like now i do shows in toronto um so yeah it's all like a snowball effect and like much respect to him and anyone else along the way who's helped um even other promoters um, like just like getting to pick their brain on stuff like other promoters in Ontario um, when I was coming up um, like when I started dealing with agents for the first time and contracts and like the pain in the ass that is um, yeah definitely getting some help from some like the older guys in the scene was key right so let's transition to hold your ground 2023 so um, you know very very exciting lineup um, I think, you know, as we were kind of chatting about setting this up and, you know, sharing some, you know, high value intel before the lineup was officially announced, you know, there was a couple of things that we had chatted uh, privately about, but I think there's a few things that we can break down uh, a little bit publicly now that things are out. Um, you said on the the Beans and Breakdowns podcast how, you know, it's it was something that was stressing you out about like trying to to top last year. And, you know, with it being your inaugural year, and as big and, and uh, stupendous as, as it was, naturally, it's very hard to like, you know, uh, you're always like this, this, uh, this criticism of yourself of like, I need to top it, but do I actually need to top it? Is there some kind of middle ground? So talk to me about like, I guess, what, when it came to topping, um, you know, last year, like, where did your mind go with that? And how did you kind of come to a resolution as far as the the lineup that you guys uh, came up with for this year? Yeah, yeah. So that's something I thought about since the end of Hold Your Ground Fest last year, the first year, it's like, okay, that's done. Um, but unfortunately, like, we like, what do we do for 2023? Like, we're going to do it again, we've decided uh, it went great. But how do we step up from that? How do we grow? How do we learn? Like we had a couple like calls where we kind of decided it's like, here's what we did wrong. Here's what we did right. Uh, here's what we want to do next year. So we really had a session with that, like with the team and just kind of learned from our mistakes and like talked about what kind of bands we want to bring next year, how we want to level up. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely hard to level up from last year. We got a lot of our favorite bands. Like the lineup was pretty much a dream lineup for me. For the most part, like all these, so many bands like from last year, I wanted to see, um, but I just like either couldn't travel to the states or like the bands didn't even play often um, or like close enough where it made sense for me mm -hmm. to travel. Um, so getting to do that was sick, and that was the whole idea of initially like the bands we wanted to book is like 
give an opportunity to kids from Ontario or surrounding areas to see these bands that are in the same situation as me. Mm-hmm. So after doing that, um, we kind of wanted to do things a bit different this year. And although we do have a lot of those bands as well, um, we kind of represent in Canada a lot more this year than last year. Mm-hmm. So from like the West Coast to Quebec, unfortunately, no like uh, Maritimes bands this time around. Um, but there's always next year, or if anything else, kind of. Can I can I try to knows. manifest a, a Sony Eyes re- reunion for 2024, please? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they already do a reunion? Like, like I I don't know. A, a that was just ago? that was one of the the bands that was all the way out there. That God bless their souls made the trek out to Western Canada, where where I was based, and played shows. Still a band that I think about. I'm like, God damn, they were so fucking sick. But I'm just wanting to put it out. If there's one fan or a member of that band who would be like down, because I I think it would be cool to bring out a band that's from Nova Scotia or PEI or or whatever. That would be the full connection point for Canadian hardcore. Yeah, mm. yeah, that would be sick too. Um, yeah, they're another. I think they did that tour with uh, like Structures and like Architects back in the day. Mm. or something i want to say something like that um so yeah that would be another like big band yeah maybe in the future like i definitely don't want to discredit like anything that's happening on that side of canada as well right it's just like again it's like with a fest like this it's like there's limited spots that we can have Well, it's also the landmass size as well you know and the landmass size it's like yeah like are you gonna drive from all the way in like nova scotia all the way to here or are you gonna like fly in and that's like so much more money and it's like yeah but yeah. Logistically, it's a bit tough, but yeah, definitely would like to like represent, continue representing Canada more. Like we've done this year, even like we have more Ontario bands this year. Um, we still have Quebec bands, and we have bands from like uh, Manitoba. We have bands from Saskatchewan. We have bands from Alberta and BC. So, yeah, yeah, you actually the have the, the full. You know, not trying to discredit the the Maritimes uh, provinces, but you have a rep from from each major like province from quebec to bc so that's uh as a someone that's all about rapping um representation for the you know exp- like you know being the western canada hardcore you know uh biggest fanboy if you want to call it that but like having someone from each province is like it is i talk about it at every single scoped anniversary that we're planning i'm like i want to have something from each thing but sometimes with a you know saskatchewan is an example you know if stepping stone or like one of the members of that band is like away that weekend that like affects three to four other bands at the same time so um it is cool that you guys actually uh made it work to have a rock from a rep from each province each major yeah province. yeah yeah and that's something that like jessa talked about like with last year and like this year of like that's something she finds like super important um and it's like sometimes it's bands i'm not even familiar with like last time for example we had like the band meantime which they're a sick band but i wasn't like familiar with so like without jessa like there's no way like we would have booked that band for example but i'm glad we did and like i'm glad like we played with them in calgary when cohesion was out there and then they came back and i saw them again at hold your ground of course sick band but like yeah i had no idea who they were um so like things like that and like this year we have a band um which i'm familiar with the name um but uh, i only listened to them recently for the first time and i think they've played ontario years ago this band withdrawal mm-hmm. so like they're sick Those as well are my but, like, fucking hometown boys so seeing them a part of that i'm like 
it's about time that the Dyson brothers uh, have gotten off, the, off their ass and they're they're making the trek out because they were that band. They were the the Winnipeg band that was touring relentlessly and getting out there and, and playing all parts of North America as I was kind of getting into it. But, you know, as, you know, people grow up and have kids and things, but uh, seeing them make the trek is going to be epic. I'll just I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, and I hear a lot of people are flying out for them specifically from what I hear, so I'm very excited about that set. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we we're able to convince them to come play as well, um, just to name another. But, yeah, we got that coast-to-coast representation. We got that Ontario representation. Um, obviously, mine and Adam's band is playing again, Cohesion and Cold Shoulder. Um, why not? Um, and then, yeah, we got some other new bands. Other than that, we don't have any repeats for Ontario. Um, yeah, I don't know if like we want to start going through the lineup or yeah, just, like, yeah. Let's start from. Um, I think let's do this. Let's save the headliners for the end, but let's just go alphabetical for you know the bands that don't have the logos, and then we'll jump back up um, to the to the bigger dogs. But um, yeah, I think it would be cool to kind of go band to band. And, you know, if if whether it was one of your picks specifically or someone else is on the team, um, but I feel like it's funny. I feel like whether Scoped has either uh, filmed a set of this band or had, you know, a member of this band on the podcast, we've touched a lot of the, the different uh, acts on here. So it's kind of like I think the the vibes of the 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 weekend ahead in September is going to be very homey focused. But, uh, yeah, let's just start um alphabetical and then we'll jump up to the headliners so uh yeah i feel weird yeah. saying the first one because it's my band so <laughs> so yeah admission of guilt first mm-hmm. band um yeah definitely a, a friend band of the pod because it is your band yeah <laughs> but yeah sick band friend uh, of the, the fest, that... i guess as well right friend of the fest uh <laughs> Two members are literally working for the fest. Zach's doing graphic design for the fest, and then you're doing uh, the scope stuff. So that's sick. Uh, happy to have you guys. You guys are going to be there anyway, so it's happy happy to have you guys play. Obviously, the demo got a lot of attention. Um, definitely some hard hitting music that would pair well with like Ontario's SOV, who's also playing. Uh, so having you guys like both on the line, bringing like that hard, like ignorant type, like hardcore. It's similar to like some like beatdown elements. That's awesome. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be excited about that set. Can we have it as maybe a pod exclusive? Because I know day-to-day lineups aren't announced, but there's been rumors that it's going to be an AOG SOV rock block. Can you confirm or deny that? Um, I can't confirm that because we haven't really like dug deep into that. I may have mentioned that in the past. Like That would be sick. Like I talked to Blaine like pretty frequently and like, I know like both like you guys have like chatted on Twitter and whatnot, uh, like both bands and whatnot. Uh, like I said, saw people post about it, but like, I think that would be sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the, definitely something. Maybe we'll give people a breather in between, but that wouldn't be a rock block, I guess. But like, I mean, I went, maybe just, I went to uh, act like, you know, and it was sell, pe- uh, sell peeling flesh and snuffed on site back to back to back. I called it the scary band rock block. Because it was like, you know, you had like Hold My Own and like a band like Prevention kind of like in between that. And it was like, how are people losing their minds this consecutively band after band and still have energy to to go into the rest of the day? But um, 
but you know zero fest i was just uh you know it's been uh it's been a joke in the uh sov uh, aog connection camp of you know are we just gonna like have this insane and to be fair the the mission of guilt set list is not going to be like 20 minutes it's gonna probably be a pretty lean because our music is pretty uh pretty short and to the point but uh you know who who knows you'll have to go to the fest to see if if they're if it's a back-to-back situation um yeah honestly maybe we do something super cool maybe we do i don't know i'm just i'm spitballing here but maybe if you have a short set and you're flying over without gear anyways maybe if you gear share we do literally back-to-back where you guys play your last note (laughs) just the mega set list (laughs) Yeah, you guys play your last note. There's a bit of a ring out, and then everyone on like SOV hops on, or you guys hop on, and then yeah, yeah that'd be, be kind of cool. Funny. Yeah, yeah, just like annoyingly heavy for like 20 minutes of two sets because yeah. you guys are both like 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were people like Living in Fear and Endgame played back to back at um, uh, Act Like You Know, and there was talks of like yo we should play the split and and do it like front to back and like no changeover just ring out and i was like i like as fun of an idea that would be it was like first off there's songs off that split that i don't want to play live uh and secondly i think it should be like let's just have it let's have a little bit of a a break in between but who knows you know december 23rd and 24th you'll have to come down and and see it live uh let's move on because we'll we'll keep bullshitting about bands here, but um, another heavy hitter that I'm very happy to see playing your fest is Ballista. Yes, yeah. So with Ballista, they're actually a super early band that we confirmed. Um, we've just kind of decided, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think there was talks. I think when we were out west with Ballista originally, and like talks with me, talks with Jessa about like um, like talking about Ballista and getting them on for this year's fest. Um, but yeah, they're a sick band. We played with them at Scope Fest in um, Calgary last year. Um, River did a guest spot for Final Wish in our set. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, also, River, fun fact, is originally from Kitchener, Ontario. Yes, honorary Canadian band, in my opinion. Honorary Canadian band, um, but also from Texas, which is sick, because obviously Texas pumps out like so much good music mm-hmm. and so many good bands. Um, so yeah, stoked to have them. They're obviously more like, I guess, like, metalcore leaning but i think it's good to have a band like them on because especially live like i was actually blown away seeing ballista live i'm like yeah they're a good band and then it's like one of those bands you see live and you're like holy shit right like even members of my band were like yeah ballista like top three sets of the fest for sure yeah yeah it's funny with ballista in texas being the I'm looking at the scoped five lineup lanyard that said i'm like did we have three texas we had two um but ballista and i am both bands a lot of people messaging me being like i had no idea who these bands were and the minute that their set was over they were like my new favorite band and they were both from texas and you know arguably alberta is the texas of canada so maybe there's something you know spiritually uh going on there um next up when it comes to hold your ground stuff is big deal which is you know shout out to um um why am I blanking? Joe. Shout out to Joe, who just came on the podcast. Sorry, Joe. Um, having a yeah. bit of a, a RuneScape uh, rage quit moment. But um, uh, yeah, very excited to see them a part of that because I feel like that's a Detroit band that needs more love. Yes, I totally agree with that. And 
Yeah, part of the reason with the story with Big Deal getting on is one, I'm like, we need to bridge that gap between Detroit and Ontario more. Um, so or Detroit and Toronto area more. Because I guess Detroit is the city, Michigan is the state, whatever. <laughs> we need to bridge that gap because they border us. Um, and they have a 16 going on, and so do we. So like let's blend that in more. Um, I went to a show in Steel City a few, I guess it was a month or two ago, and Big Deal was playing. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I've actually never, like, I see the name around, but it's one of those bands that just didn't check out. Like, I know, like, Enemy of God, familiar with them. I think they share members, like, Joe's and both. Yeah. Um, I saw them, and I'm like, damn, they kind of have a different style, something that we don't have a lot on the fest. Like, they're more, like, a bit, like, thrashy, I guess, too, mm-hmm. which is sick, and it's fun. It's, it's, like, fun, hardcore music that you can dance to. Um, and they're from Detroit. Um, and like, yeah, even members of that band I see at like Ontario shows from time to time, even if they're not playing. So I'm like, that's sick that they can appreciate that anyways. Right. I think a couple of those guys in the band went to the fest last year as well. Hold your ground. So that's sick. Yeah, I'd love to give them. Well, Joe was moshing in a fucking arm like cast. I don't know if we remember that. Last year at Hold Your Ground? Yes. That's sick. Yeah, that's all. It was like the vision of mine. And I looked down, I'm like, oh, there's Joe. And I'm like, oh, that man has had an arm injury, but that's not holding, you know, that's not holding him down, pun intended, to, uh, to yeah. get for his band. Yeah, so that's sick. So, like, I'm very happy to have them. Uh, band rocks. Um, and I think their set will go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on our list is Cloned Apparition, which is a, a Montreal band, so more rep representation there. Secondly, with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, one of my favorite photographers, uh, Canadian photographers, is fronted by Alice. Uh, Alice definitely saved my butt uh, and, and was crucial in being able to capture um the sets from montreal madhouse that happened uh just a a month or so ago Uh, i had like a family emergency that came up and um they totally stepped in and went above and beyond so i just needed to give a quick plug to them um and their band is sick as well so it's like it's very easy for me to to give uh you know a plug to them and i'm very happy to see them a part of the fest and and it's a bit of a a different uh a palate cleanser if you will when it comes to music exactly yeah yeah so the story with them is uh first of all like alec and alice are two of my friends so like that's easy to kind of have that connection we also want to represent montreal again of course um and yeah they were talking about like their music for a while it's like an ongoing joke they're one of the bands that got social media like a year two years before they even like had music and like had to clown them for that right um and then like they were supposed to be a metalcore band at first like in the era of like vain and then they like scrapped everything and kind of got more into like the gazy side like post-hardcore like kind of like narrowhead soul blind shit um and i thought it was like super cool that they wanted to like change sounds like that and be that band that sounds like that but plays hardcore bills Mm -hmm. i think that's awesome we need more of that in canada at least um so yeah they finally came out with music uh like sent me like that ep before it came out and i'm like damn i can't even hate on you for this this is like really good and i'm not just saying this because we're friends sort of thing Mm -hmm. So, like, very happy to have them very good like palette cleanser like they'll probably play like in the middle of the day or like a third of the way in or something like that um yeah very happy to have them on uh who this uh kohazian um do you know kohazian <laughs> i think it's they pronounce it or something i don't know why there's a z in there it should be an s yeah yeah but yeah that's 
that's my band uh shameless self plug uh yeah, yeah we're please. playing again this year um yeah we dropped an ep in november called distorted vision so we'll be playing lots of songs off that uh we also got a couple new songs cooking that i think we're recording in the coming months uh so they'll be out before the fest i'm sure of it um yeah hope you like the new direction we're gonna go in uh hopefully this set's crazier than last year last year was very fun probably one of the favorite sets we played mm-hmm. um so yeah stoked to do it again and just like honor to be able to play amongst like some of these bands as well yeah i think uh i i was thinking about this the other day because obviously if you're booking a fest like and you're putting all this time and money and effort like yeah your band should have like an early you know jump in point to be able to do that sometimes i have been uh especially for like scoped anniversaries or different things where it's like because i'm also filming and i'm being involved that way it's like oh my god am i gonna also have to play a set as well so um yeah it, it is funny uh at least in with all the shit that i have going on to be like i think for the scoped six year anniversary that we're planning right now i was like I think I'm not going to book any of my bands because I just like would like a year off to be able to kind of like a give that spot to someone else. Um, but at, at the same time, if we really needed to fill a spot, I'll just throw one of my bands on. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I do think, you know, I've, I've gotten to see in cohesion a couple of times um, since we first linked at toys for tots. Um, and I definitely think the holder ground set was a, uh, a peak time for you guys obviously i've seen you know a lot of videos online but it was cool to see all those things kind of come together and you guys get recognized especially for your hard work for the fest yeah yeah for sure um yeah and just like to kind of kind of squash an elephant in the room that i've been seeing is um yeah i have no problem saying that like yeah my band is playing the fest again the fest that i put on i don't see a problem with it personally to be honest um, I think you kind of do a disservice to yourself if you're going to put in all this hard work in like the shows that you put on and the fests that you put on and not kind of give your your band that like kind of platform to be showcased on as well. Like I'm more than comfortable to say, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that for my band and for the other guys in the band and for like me myself as well. I think that's totally fine. Like if you look at the other major fests like throughout the States, uh, you'll yeah, find are you people gonna get that are also in bands for booking sound and fury but also putting god's hate and terror on the bill like no (laughs) yeah yeah same with ldb and gates to hell like yeah same thing um people do it all the time i think you should do it i encourage it if people are mad about that you can put on your own fest your own shows that's totally fine too yeah um it's not like i'm gonna be like yeah cohesion we're gonna be like direct support or something it's like no we're gonna play like this year probably like second or third or something we played like third last year i think um yeah that's that's it <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I i think anyone that's got a take about that uh a has never like done anything of the scale that you're doing and b is a hater ass bitch and uh you know they can suck both of our dicks um uh, i'm in a hater mood right now okay uh keep loving uh cold shoulder obviously uh very similar to what we we're just talking about adam who also helps out with the fest um that's his band um Anytime I've seen them play, especially within Ontario, like it pops off. Um, I think, I hope that they're playing new shit um, since uh, uh, the record came out. Um, But who's to say? Um, I'm sure that I'm going to talk to him in the coming months about that when I see him a little bit. So 
Um, any anything you want to add on on the cold shoulder camp? Yeah, cold shoulder is just like a very like a very like close band to me, I guess, in the sense that like when they came about, like they really like hit the ground running. Like they're actually like a local band that like got U.S. visas like immediately, you know, like, hit the U.S. with visas immediately, um, which is like crazy because like back then it was kind of like you got to work your way up like through the chain but it's like no they had other bands before like they were in this for the long haul sort of thing right and they kind of toured like pretty hard throughout the states made a name for themselves and like locally in toronto and their hometown Mm -hmm. um just really solid band solid dudes um yeah good friends of ours now and cohesion of course like the elman brothers between the two bands peter and our band jeff and theirs um yeah i just like love playing shows with them we played a lot of their shows we have done with them as well and yeah they're actually still i would call them underrated as well i feel like, like they do get yeah. the praise that they they do get the praise that they have but like they probably should get a bit more because they're really good mm-hmm. um moving on very excited to see this band because speaking of bands that are underrated i feel like this is one of the most underrated new york hardcore bands in the conversation right now and that's combust so i'm very stoked to see them uh, a part of this is there any uh forethought or any f- uh fun little uh, lore aspects when it came to booking them or or why y'all wanted to book them yeah yeah there's no like really fun lore they just rock uh they were actually in toronto <laughs> no fun lore. they just fucking kick ass <laughs> they just rock they're from new york so it's really not that far especially because like they're they seem to be like relentlessly touring like they did like a pretty long summer tour last year i believe um, so I'm assuming they'll do some dates on the way up to hold your ground and yeah they got that New York hardcore style uh, similar to like killing time I guess and uh, yeah they were in Toronto a couple times uh, and I didn't see them either time like I had shit going on they played with like C4 and exhibition a few weeks ago oh wow okay. and then they played that big van showcase um, which was with like integrity and I was like on tour with cohesion at the time so that sucked but uh yeah for the third time of them being in toronto unless they come in the summer uh it'll be at holder ground so mm. stoked to have them um days lost is the next band on our list which is for those that don't know like i don't know if this is a fair assumption but i view them as like the post purgatory band a lot of the same members uh i got to see them at act like you know um at one of the after shows and they were very very uh they rocked as well and they were very very sick so i think that um you know milwaukee midwest kind of addition but having a little bit of that like edge to it uh, i i feel like they're a great addition as well yeah yeah they're uh they're super sick uh i was really into purgatory at one point and like yeah it's like similar members i don't know if it's like all the same members or or whatnot but yeah definitely like a different sound than purgatory uh but still really good really heavy uh funny enough uh we're actually playing with them tonight in hamilton oh yeah yeah so cohesion's got a gig tonight with days lost d block uh die alone bruiser weights and uh bar down so that'll be sick uh stoked to see days lost for the first time should uh introduce myself and be like hey you're playing my fest i'm I'm the one booking your band (laughs) Yeah, because they were more of like a Jessa connection, I guess, through like act like you know, or like just purgatory in general, mm-hmm. um, from when she like was friends with them and whatnot. But yeah, stoked to have them. Yeah, I, I love those. I love recording a pod on the day of a show. Uh, I feel like that's such a vibe to like, oh, yeah, I'm like literally going to see this person in like 
six hours or whatever it is. So I yeah, love that um, a bit of a different addition, which is cool to see, is Dear God. Obviously, I feel like you could speak to them a little bit better, being the the Ontario person on this pod, and you know them being within that circle. Yeah, yeah. So Dear God's an interesting one because yeah, I'm homies with Robert and Matteo from Dear God. So Robert's like the singer, like the main like dude, and then Matteo plays bass as well. And then they have like a guitar player and a drummer who seems to be like always changing. And it's more solidified now, I think. I don't remember the names off the top of my head. But yeah, they're like experimental. I guess I call them like experimental, like uh, hardcore in a way. Like they're like genuine, like hardcore kids. Um, they're from Brampton too, which is sick. Um, so you got that representation. They're like a bit younger, I guess. I think they're like early 20s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sick having them because like they're definitely a different sound. Um, like they could play with like I remember when I first saw Dear God, they played like some pretty big rooms with their dirty nail and single mothers. And now they could do like punk like DIY shows at like um a church in Brampton, let's say that's where I saw them, I guess like last. Sure. Um, and then we played with them at Toys or Tots as well. So I guess you've seen Dear God as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a cool, like again, it's like kind of like a cloned apparition, like palette cleanser um but on the new record they're putting out there's like some hardcore songs as well like genuine ones um i saw to robert uh, like last week and he's like yeah there's a song that sounds like cold as life on our new album like oh Whoa, okay <laughs> that is so, a, yeah, uh, a left turn that i was not expecting um yeah yeah, yeah it, you know if uh if robert or any of the members of that band is listening um first off um excited to see you second off uh, I'm sorry, I still haven't put out your fucking scope set from Toys for Tots. I think that's been one that like was on the back burner for a long time, and then I totally forgot about it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's like one set that I haven't put out. So I feel like post this podcast because we're turning this around pretty quickly. Uh, uh, I'm gonna you know pull the archives out of that and, and get that out. Um, but yeah, I think that's a cool addition. Obviously, like you know more Ontario rep and. Like, I think that they just bring, at least when I saw them at Toys R Tots, it was like, you've brought out so many kids um, to see you guys. So, like, I hope that that helps, you know, create, uh, you know, more attendees for the fest because they're a part of it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm very happy to have them there. So, next up, some fucking riff lords um, is Dead Heat, which was unexpected to see but very exciting to see at least for me uh yeah i'm gonna be straight up that band that band's sick first of all uh like their latest release is super sick um and i don't think yeah they've never played canada before Mm. so like i always love being bringing bands here for the first time giving that a good experience that good treatment um they were kind of a band where it was like a shot in the dark like we don't have any connections with them personally on our team um but i'm just like yeah i'm gonna just email them and see like what happens um, and they actually got back and like, it was a pretty quick like process for confirming. And then, yeah, they're like, yeah, if all goes well, this will be our first like time in Canada. We're stoked like that you want us on the bill. And like, that's sick. Cause like, yeah, I think that set will pop off. A hundred percent. It will. I think the, the pride that you can take with like, I, it's like dead heat moon landing, you know, it's like, I was, dead heat I, moon I was in charge of it. And that's something you'll be like, that's, that's what I love about like being able to document what all the shenanigans, because it's like, 
I think about the first time that Tsunami came to Canada. They've played a couple times since, obviously, but it's like Scope Five Year was the very first time. Um, Scope Five Year was also the first time Strife ever played Western Canada. You know, like I love to be able to like when I'm old and just like decrepit and can't hold the camera for my life. At least being able to look back and being like, oh yeah, like that these bands playing our markets. I was. You know, I think that's stuff to be super proud of. And, you know, Dead Heat is one of those bands that not necessarily has been on hiatus, but it's been a little more quiet um, of a band compared to some of the other acts um, within California that are really active right now. So to see them kind of uh, use this as one of their things to to I don't know if they're having this big like we're back kind of moment, but like it is exciting um, for them to see them a part of this year's uh, event. Yeah. Yeah. That band has riffs on riffs. So I'm stoked to see them myself in general. Um, yeah. I'm stoked to have them. Uh, next up is Dose. Dose. Yeah. So currently right now, Jess is actually touring with Dose and Prowl throughout the States. They're in like going to California like today. Um, so definitely like that connection was like from her, I saw the name dose. I saw they're on LDB, like they opened one of the days. Um, and then like, I've seen them around. I never got a chance to listen to them. And then like, when we talked about like putting dose on like the fest, I checked them out. I'm like, damn, this is sick. And this is like something again, where it's like a different band, like a different style of hardcore than what we have. So it's going to work great. Right. Um, I feel like they're one of those bands from like, they're from Indianapolis. I think um, I'm just going to check that because I'm sure the members of dose are listening right now being like, bro, that's not, that's not true. Um, I guess I could be you, man, this band name is too short because the, the Google is not liking where the shit is going. <laughs> um, but like seeing they, I feel like they're a band that, um, are one release away or one moment away from it being um, uh, crazy. Oh, I was close. They're from Iowa. I forgot. Iowa. I, I forgot. That's I had I a long conversation um, with Derek about like them being the band from the Slipknot State and uh, all the the craziness around that. So I was, sorry, guys. I was I was one state off. I'm not too far away, but uh, I feel like that band is like one moment away and maybe like it's ldb maybe it's hold your ground maybe it's maybe it's the hold your ground fest happening this year maybe that's their their maybe that's the moment that people get a dose of of dose a dose of some good music (laughs) um okay so moving on north american new metal making a debut at hold your ground flashback um very excited about this uh, I'm going to get to see this band in a week today, actually, for um, uh, Capital Hardcore's one-year celebration. But uh, getting to see some turntable music um, on a fest-level event is is uh, very exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of Flashback. Uh, we played with them last spring. With They did a run with Cold Shoulder throughout Ontario. Uh, so I got to see them then and play with them. Um, so yeah, big fan of turntable music, uh, being on the fest, shout out new metal, um, shout out flashback and shout out. I think they're from Regina. Is that correct? Yes. 
Uh, so. It's funny because Nathan's always like, we just say North American new metal. So it's like people because it's it's this thing like you would never expect a band that sounds like that to come out of Regina. But it's like, no, there's no way in hell that band <laughs> is from Regina, <laughs> logistically speaking yeah, or logically yeah, speaking. Yeah. But you could also say that, like, there's really, if I had gun to my head, have to be like, what is the Canadian city that would make the most sense for a band like that to come out? It's probably like a bigger metropolis, like a Toronto or a Vancouver, because there's so much different people with different music tastes. But the fact that it's like, rinky dink regina saskatchewan is so cool and so funny to me um but yeah i'm, I'm excited the last time i see them play a fest level event was Promcore uh for or now act like you know and people were going the fuck off for that so i hope that it's the same for for hold your ground this year yeah yeah i think so so that'll be cool uh next up is another ontario uh rep that a band that i'm very excited about i've uh, never seen them live gavel talk to me about gavel gavel uh so love the guys in gavel first of all uh they dropped their ep i believe it was last year um and definitely made waves right away across the ontario scene like every show pops off i booked them in like toronto i booked them i think i booked them in brampton yeah yeah i booked them in brampton booked them in toronto cohesions played with them a bunch um yeah super sick uh they put out a new two song promo recently that's Super cool. Uh, definitely a different, uh, I guess, style. Definitely a level up. Um, I texted Jordan uh, when I dropped. Jordan, the bass player, who does Seal City as well. And I'm like, it actually really sounds like no warning to me. Um, it also kind of sounds like older backtrack as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a cool sound that, like, I guess not a lot of people in Ontario at least are doing. Uh, so shouts out to them. Um, yeah, I think that set's going to really pop off for sure. Like, yeah. no, no doubts in my mind that set's going to be one of the best like Canadian sets at least. Yeah. Um, next up is another Texas band, uh, but not what the, the majority of Texas bands are known for sonically, but I'm excited to see them. A part of this is life force. Um, I think we were joking before, you know, before the FS announcement, cause F shout out to Flint because I know he's listening. Flint was like, Oh, thank you for helping us get up, get on hold your ground. Or he said something to the effect of that. And then when we were talking, you're like, yeah, I think that we're confirming this band. I was like, well, someone needs to talk to so-and-so because someone thinks it's for sure. And then some other, you know, so it was just funny to, to talk uh, about that, but a band that I'm very, I think is deserving of getting more fest placements um, because they, aside from act like, you know, slash prom core, I haven't really seen them do much else when it comes to fest. Yeah. Yeah. That band's sick. Uh, again, shout out to Texas. Um, so it's good to have some more representation from them and shout out new age records um, because they are a new age band along with cold shoulder uh, right. who sponsored the fest last year and is also sponsoring the fest again this year. Right. Shout um, out to yeah. Yeah, and I believe they're a straight edge band as well, or they just have yep. straight edge members. Um, so shout out the straight edge. We gotta have some representation for you folks. We gotta have some varsity jackets, um, representation at the fest. So Yeah, and band is good. Yeah. Band is good, band band play fest. Band is good. Band band is good, band play fest. Band band is bad, band. I'm a simple man. Fast. A band is good, I book them. Exactly. Uh, Jordan, I, I want that to be the intro for this podcast, please. Um, 
Okay, where are we at with our list? Um, okay, Prevention. Yeah, prevention. Yeah. Yeah, so Prevention is another band that was more so, I guess, like, um, so Justice saw Prevention act like you know and was, like, raving about their set. Um, so I'm like, yeah, let me check out this band. I checked it out. I'm like, yeah, again, different style for the fest. Uh, let's do it. And then I heard, um, I want to say... Uh, one of the members of the band, I don't want to say the names, I don't want to get it wrong, like does shows where they're from in like, uh, I think it's like Springfield, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently like puts on for like the scene there. So like, I really respect that. And I really enjoy hearing that. So I'd love to give them like an opportunity to come play the fest here. I've, I've seen them a few times. They've been on the channel a couple of times. I saw them like prom core 2021 and their set was awesome act like you know set was awesome uh jordan saw them at at snow and flurry set was awesome so it's like they're just one of those like very consistent bands from like a very underdog part of the states but is really you know i I say this all the time like i think it just takes one or two bands from a specific scene to put that scene on the map and to like create the uh snowball effect into creating a shift so I think at least prevention is one of those for Springfield, um, as well as a couple others um, that I've gotten to see over the years. But seeing them come up to Canada, because that I think that will be their first time up north as well. Yeah, they literally like we're talking to them and like they literally don't have passports and they're getting passports for the fest. We love Uh, that. We love that. Yeah. So that's sick. Yeah. like that sort of thing is sick and like how you mentioned underdogs like i'm big on underdogs and i'm big on bands deserving slots on fests um like whether they be big or not mm-hmm. like sometimes obviously you got to put big bands on but sometimes you can put smaller bands on that just deserve it and that rocks next up um i don't think a canadian fest is truly a canadian fest if it doesn't have some boise representation so seeing Rejection Pact, a part of this year's event, obviously, you know, we had double duties worth of Ingrown, which was very, very sick. But to see um, inarguably a band that is, t- at least to me, been super supportive of Scoped since day fucking one, um, to see them get uh, uh, the opportunity to come up. Uh, it's definitely their first time in, in Eastern Canada, I'm pretty sure yeah yeah i know they have that of course like boise and like uh vancouver and like western canada have that like strong connection now so it's gonna be cool to bring them to like eastern canada and see what what's all like what's going on in ontario as well um so yeah and like of course like you said like they share members of ingrown so like having like some of the same guys come back up again is gonna be sick um yeah and another like cool band that like would normally probably not get a chance to play here Mm -hmm. um Another band who, again, has been super supportive of, of what I've done since day one, uh, which is an Ontario band, is Rust. Um, I think, biasly, I think out of any other Ontario bands that could have been uh, booked for this year, like this band to me makes the most sense of how much those guys do as a collective basis for the scene. Um Obviously, I'm not the person that's going to every single fucking Ontario show, but at least from what I've seen, and, like, those are some of my favorite people uh, when it comes to musicians and just how they talk about hardcore and what their views are on. So seeing them a part of Hold Your Ground, to me, is the... the It's, like, the flat... The ingredient of, like, the, the cake, it's... They, they are the flower, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, no, Rust, um, definitely well-deserving of a spot this year on the fest. Um, all their shows pop off. Like, they, they, I've seen them so many times. We played with them. I've booked them, like, countless times. And they're very solid at what they do, just, like, really solid performances all around. So, yeah, their set, again, will also pop off pretty hard at the fest. Um, bands I was not expecting to see again, but excited was a band called sector um chicago chicago the chicago, chicago sector yes yeah band is very hard um yeah big fan of that record they put out uh, i want to say last year was it um so yeah stoked to have some chicago representation um some more days representation um yeah and like from what I hear as well, this is like more so what Jessa told me, like the dudes in that band have like a good hand in like the Chicago hardcore scene as well. So again, love to hear that um, putting on for their scene and then coming up here to represent. Well, honestly, like any band that Ancha is playing in, like I back because I love that man. I love his uh, his riffs. And uh, yeah, he's he's one of my favorite short kings in, in the hardcore scene. So if you're listening, Ancha, I'm stoked to play with you and stoked to, to see you again um lots of love to the short kings of course um next up is second nature all the way from beautiful british columbia um talk to me about you know you know out of all the bands that you could have picked from bc why did you want to do second nature yeah yeah so second nature is a band that when they drop that demo right away i'm like this is this is good like this is again i've used this again but it's like a style that like not necessarily is coming out of canada i would say and like they really know what they're doing and of course like the guys in that band are part of here and now which again do a lot for the vancouver scene and the western canada scene so lots of love for that and lots of love to give them like that respect and give them the opportunity to play the fest um and i just think that set will also pop off for sure just because we've heard it from a number of the bands that we were just talking about. I think it's very cool that you guys are focusing on booking bands who are going a step beyond of just writing sick music, who are doing the cool like booking shows, like having seeing you guys want to have people involved that are doing just a little bit extra for their scene, you know? Like, we didn't say it when we were talking about Mission of Guilt because, you know, it's my band, and I was like, all right, let's just keep on moving on. But, like, you know, Zach also does DOA. Like, um, there's there's all these little different things at, or... And, and whether that was strategic or not, that doesn't really matter to me. I think it's just very cool to be, like... And it's a reminder for the, the for the listeners is that it, it's not just about trying to be in the biggest band ever. It's about like writing good music that is authentic to you and trying, you know, if you're crazy, if you're a little kooked in the head and you want to book shows and you want to take photos and you want to do a zine, like all of that has a trickle down effect. And, and, you know, fuck all the numbers and all the analytics and all the bullshit when it comes to social media. There is someone like Kyle, like. Uh, any other fest promoter who can see that and be like, I see you putting in the work and I want to scratch your back a little bit and book your band for this fest. So I don't know. I, yeah. I just want to add that in there. Cause I think a lot of people get a little bit too in the fucking, like, is my shit actually, does anyone give a fuck about what I'm doing? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect like example and a way to put it, I guess, like how I operate my business with Solace Music Promotions with the shows I do and then Hold Your Ground Fest as well with the team. Um, like, yeah, we love to give opportunities to bands that like normally wouldn't get them or they're like clearly doing something to help out their individual scene or like the scene as a whole. I uh, love to give them that support. Um, and obviously, like, to be blunt, like you need bands that have those analytics, that have those Spotify numbers, those like oh, followers. Sure. Yeah. Um, we haven't gotten to those bands yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to those bands later. But like also at the same time, you need bands that like the smaller bands where it's like they have some sort of even like cult following of just like dedicated like fans or friends that'll come out for them as well. Yeah. Um, and definitely put on for them. Um, so next up is in my opinion, one of the best kept secrets of Canadian hardcore music, Western Canada hardcore music specifically, is Shallow End. Um, Endgame got to do uh, a tour with them over the summer, and it was like one of my highlights of my year. Um, they're a band that's just like, it's already hard enough being a Canadian band, but being a band on Vancouver fucking island is like a challenge of its own. So to see them literally go to the other side of the country um, in September is going to be very, very surreal. Um, I don't know if there's any specifics um, or anything you want to add when it comes to Shallow End specifically. Yeah, yeah. So it's a band I saw, I like first caught wind of when I saw Endgame like do that tour like last year, I think it was. Um, and then Jessa works with them as well. So there's that connection. And again, like Vancouver Island, I guess it's like a bit difficult to like kind of tour when you're like, that's where you live. So it's like, yeah, giving them that opportunity, maybe something pops off at hold your ground and that starts like a whole new like world for them. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, it is cool that like I saw them at DBK five year in 2019. Yeah. And they opened the pre-show first band of the pre-show, which is either like a good like kind of warm up, but I feel like they fucking killed it. it. They killed it so much that the band after was like, well, it's already hard enough to like open a pre-show of any fest, but it's harder to be the second band of the pre-show when the first band absolutely kills it. And, uh, you know, like it. ever since then, they've just had this lasting impact on me and I've loved seeing everything that they've done. Um, so again, getting to see them, I don't know if they've ever played Eastern Canada in that band's existence, but I think that's going to be a very big connect, um, for a lot of the mutuals, um, for that band. So I'm excited. Hell yeah. Happy for them. So, uh, next up is another, uh, I guess our last, uh, Ontario local before we get into the other bands and then move on to the headliners. Well, outside of one of the obvious headliners, but uh, of Spirit course, of Vengeance, of course. Um, SOV, uh, a band that every time I see a, a Twitter or an Instagram reel, it looks like a um, like a, an animal fighting pit. Like it just looks fucking crazy. Um, are inarguably some of the go to mosh warriors of Hold Your Ground 2022. Um, yeah, so uh. I don't know if they just moshed so hard that you guys were like, well, it's obvious that we have to, you know, put book them for the fest. Uh, obviously, there's other things that we yeah, have to there. There's more to that for sure. Um, yeah, so those guys are homies for sure. Um, yeah, and definitely part of it is because of, yeah, they're mosh warriors, which is awesome. Like, uh, most of that band is, like, at any show I book or play or I'm just at, they're, like, running the pit the entire time, which is sick. 
um they bring that beat down sound back to ontario that was here when sedition was a band if you guys remember sedition oh um, and the, the energy <laughs> the energy and like the levels of like chaos and levels of violence that uh are needed at any show with a band that sounds like that uh that set will probably one for the books i'll say that right now um so that'll be sick to have them play um yeah I don't know. And they definitely deserve it just because of their support to like local shows as well. And obviously their shows have been popping off. They played our record release show. They opened it. Um, and it was like, I was like working the door, but I was like popping back in to like, see what was going on. And it just looked like absolutely like bunch of maniacs running around. That's yeah, it is. I'm very excited to see it live for myself. Um, there's probably an opportunity we'll be able to see Spirit of Vengeance a few months leading up to the fest, but uh, that's that's a conversation for another time. Uh, this is a bittersweet but also very cool addition to this year's fest. It will be the very last stepping stone set, which when I think about any band that Scoped has covered over the years, Stepping Stone is one of those bands that I think we probably have the most amount of sets of. The only band that I think could maybe be tied or maybe it just passed because they played more shows is False Body, um, which is a band from from Edmonton. But seeing they've been quiet pretty much since they dropped their their last release in 2020. And rightly so, a lot of bands are kind of like uncertainty with the pandemic a lot of people are starting new bands flashback has been hella busy so was that a an idea early in the fest did that come later when you guys were planning um what what was the uh the thought process into to having that be a part of the event this year yeah so that was again an earlier band like definitely one of the first like five bands um it got caught wind like nathan was speaking with jess i think and it caught wind between them about like hey like um like we'd love to like get like flashback over to the fest and it's like and then he, i think he also brought up like yeah stepping stone is like basically done uh, but we'd love to like do that and like that could be our last show mm. and then as soon as i heard that i'm like i was familiar with stepping stone like anyways like they've been here they've been to ontario a few times at least over the years and i'm like wow if we get to do like their last show that could be super cool for the fest and like a super cool like selling point as well and just like sick moments in like canadian hardcore i guess um so yeah like yeah of course we'll do stepping stone and flashbacks since they share members and it makes sense let's do it yeah it's um i i can't i don't even really know what to where to begin with the impact that that band has left on western canada specifically because you know you were mentioning like cold shoulder was one of those earlier bands to like get visas do the damn thing and go down to the states and play a ton of of shows that was stepping stone for our side of the country i think um they were that band to go and play california play with there before they blew up play with all these bands and play all these fests um when i got to see them at snow and flurry fest 2019 that i think was one of my favorite sets of them just because it was like i'm seeing all these people just go the fuck off and lose their mind for this band that like i've filmed them to like 20 people in like a tiny little winnipeg venue uh when you know 
Staten Suffer just came out, you know? So that's going to be very full circle um, for a lot of people. I think it's going to be very full circle for Scoped as well. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I can't be sad that they're leaving. I'm just happy that they existed at, at all. So um, very great Canadian addition to the fest. And another great Canadian addition that we were talking about a little bit uh, earlier with, was withdrawal. We kind of hit on them a little bit. And, you know, I'm not going to give Adam Dyson any more uh, five minutes of fame that he does not deserve. <laughs> but uh, anything else that you want to say before we go to the last support band and then we move to the headliners? Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, uh, yeah, I love representing like another Western Canada band, a uh, band that's like been around and like had their their moments in the past. Um, and then, yeah, they've come out of their uh, their slumber to play this fest, so that'll be sick. Um, their yeah, old I head think a lot slumber. Of people, I think a lot of people from like Winnipeg and a lot of people from Ontario are like stoked about them playing. Um, so yeah, I've even seen on Twitter yesterday people are like withdrawals playing. So it's like, that's always good to hear. Yes. Yeah, it is something that I think is going to do very, very well. Um, I love Adam. Like, Adam's probably uh, episode five or six of the podcast. Like, he was a very, very early one when I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to figure this shit out. But uh, he's awesome. Maybe we can do, like, a you know a follow-up chat um, at the fest. But who, who's to say? Um, very last support band before we move to the headliners, um, is World I Hate, another Midwest band that I think needs more love. Um, a band that I'm very excited, uh, to finally be coming up and, and catching a set of theirs. Um, what's your level of, of excitement for them, Kyle? Uh, a band I checked out, uh, when I caught wind of them, like earlier on this year, I guess, and like decided we're going to put them on the fest, uh, very sick. And I believe they're dropping an LP later this year before the fest, Oh, uh, which is okay. going to be super cool. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but fuck it, <laughs> or maybe not fuck it. And maybe we have to blur this out, but, um, <laughs> sorry, um, if that's private knowledge, but maybe um, they have new music coming out before the fest. We'll see. Okay. Uh, Jordan, can you make a note for me to DM Jimmy to to check out if uh, I need to uh, message uh, message the guitarist and be like, hey, do, is this public or do we got to keep it a little? Some I like when people drop little tidbits on the podcast, so it's not like here's the fucking Instagram post. You know, it's like I love leaving little bits of lore in in, in different podcasts, but you know that'll be up to him. We'll see if we can uh, show that publicly. Um, headliners. We're going to work, you know, we're going to save the best for last for the obvious pick, but let's kind of go um, and work our way up. So the first, another Texas band, inarguably the band that put Lubbock on the map, Judiciary, very excited for them. There's been a curse for them playing Western Canada, and I hope that curse doesn't come uh, come over for Eastern Canada, but I'm very excited to see them a part of it this year. Um, new record is fan fucking tastic. Um, they haven't played Eastern Canada. They've never played Ontario. Um, I don't think they played Quebec either. Um, so I don't think they played Eastern Canada at all. Very stoked about this band. Uh, their new record is definitely a lot different. Uh, definitely more so like leaning metal than hardcore and like kind of growing past that. 
but still like riff central um everything about that band is sick more texas representation um yeah that set is going to be really good um and i think a lot of people are stoked on that band from what i've been seeing online as well um saying like oh my god judiciary is playing like some people are like oh it's my favorite band and they're playing here that's sick um so that set will pop absolutely will pop i think i think some metal heads are gonna i i anticipate the biggest circle pit of hold your ground 2023 will be during judiciary just gonna i i, I hope so <laughs> I we'll hope come so. we'll come back to this episode we'll come back to that clip and see if that was accurate yeah 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 true cut to the actual biggest circle pit um you know when when that happens admission of guilt is not a circle pit band so i know at least we are not going to be calling for that so yeah um, end it end it end it end it end it don't start it end it don't <laughs> start um in our i feel like them as a band obviously bringing a more like groovier like tr tried and true hardcore kind of sound but i feel like the live presence and the way that um akil um banters is gonna be something that's gonna be like i've been looking forward to seeing this band ever since i heard them so um seeing them a part of i think it will be their first time playing canada as well yeah i yeah i hope they don't play canada before that because i want to <laughs> kind of have them this be their inaugural canadian show yeah. yeah i'm very stoked for end it um yeah like you said like akil's like stage presence um and just some of the shit they say in some videos i've seen have been uh <laughs> funny um and just like they it's fast-paced like punk-based hardcore um which we need more of and like their ep like i think it's called unpleasant living the latest one they put out on yeah. flat spot um i that ep is like eight minutes long or something and i've listened to it like maybe like a hundred times i just think the way it flows from start to finish is so good um the samples in it like everything the lyrics uh it's like it's so good and i'm so glad that we can have them on the fest um again i said it for a lot of bands but that set will pop off for sure uh markets put it down um that's that will be sick um we talked about the chicago sector but in arguably the band that really is it has been the the chicago sleeping dragon for the last few years is harm's way um they've only played a few shows in the last few months with you know the exceptions of some uh uh for the children's and and this and that but i think majority of people of our age bracket grew up on like the harm's way rust album and like post-human and all of those things um so to see them coming to play hold your ground as a part of this kind of return i know there's a new album that's on the way um but every single person that i've talked to when it comes to this lineup it everyone's been like i'm so excited to see harm's way for the first time or again based off you know geographically where they're based um how many times have you gotten to see harm's way before kyle um actually quite a bit uh they're definitely one of my favorite like hardcore bands and a band that's pretty like influential i guess for like cohesion in general mm -hmm. um and like yeah anything from like james is like stage presence and his um like vocal style as well influential to me as well 
um yeah big fan of that band um yeah they played toronto a lot of times i believe and i'll quote i think bo has said that toronto is like in the top five for them i think interesting okay don't quote me but i think i think he said something like that um so definitely stoked to hear that and stoked to have them back um and yeah like toronto loves harm's way in general like i've seen it at shows like the way people like some of their sets have been like quite scary that i've been at (laughs) in the past um and it's like for a reason because it just kind of brings that like innate like fear and like anger out into the crowd um and violence so Mm -hmm. that's gonna be a really really cool set and like you said they're like a sleeping dragon now i don't know if they're like necessarily going to be like full-time touring anymore or maybe they are and they're just waiting for new music um but yeah um i think and yeah they they might have new music out for the fest uh we'll see i'd be stoked to hear if they do post human came out in like 2018 i think so that's like five years long overdue for the new i'd assume they at least have a single out by the fest uh which is going to be sick anything they put out is like good and like they're a band that gets better with age i think um shockingly enough i think um post-human is probably my favorite release from them Mm, um rust is obviously legendary as well as well as isolation but like yeah like post-human like some of the stuff they did on that is crazy yeah i without saying things because it's not my place to say it but i know that more than one song will be out prior to the fest um and i can also tease here that we will be doing hopefully not just one but maybe two specific harm's way podcasts from now until hold your round. so that's all i'll say on that um we've talked a lot of bands but the theme and the big um you know silver bullet if you will when it comes to hold your ground 2023 the almighty no warning doing their 20 year anniversary of ill blood that is crazy they've announced a couple other shows but i feel like that's not within the uh ontario era so this will be the first and only time that it's happening when it comes to the on like doing that record front to back on home soil yeah yeah let me give you the specifics on that so yeah they're doing that european tour simulacra they're going to be playing that on like front to back there um and then other than that, this is a Canadian exclusive show. They'll never do this again in Canada. Um, and they'll never do this. Uh, yeah, nothing else is announced for North America for them doing this. So like, if you want to see this album played in full, like this is the fest you need to go to. Um, no Warning is a huge band for Canadian hardcore uh, just from their come up. They've been around for quite a while now. And obviously like they've been laying low like the past few years, like doing some shows here and there. But um definitely take this as a rare opportunity to see ill blood performed in full as well as just seeing the band in general. Yeah. Um, and this is something that's like super important for like Canadian hardcore, I think Ontario hardcore and Toronto hardcore in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very like honored that they trust us enough to kind of have them play that album in full for the fest. Kind of shocking to see. And like um, shocking that like the way it turned out that like that was going to be our headliner um there were like people in the past maybe that have said like oh like are you sure you want to do that or like don't do that um sort of thing but i'm like no i want us to do it and we should do it why did people 
challenge you on that idea people people challenge us for it because they're just kind of like um yeah like i don't know like some people actually said like i don't know how well it will do i'm like are you do you have any understanding of how like shows and fests and like certain bands work whatever but we did it anyways i'm sure there's some more people that are that have other thoughts about that but um we're stoked to have them um very thankful that they agreed to doing this with us um and this is going to rock uh we had tickets on sale yesterday which was the friday march 24th um and tickets have already been selling quite a bit so get your tickets now um or get whenever you listen to this podcast um i'm sure there'll be some left like going to be one there'll be tickets left by the time this drops but if there's not, then sorry. <laughs> to see if anyone's selling. Uh, but yeah, at that point, it sucks to suck. But uh, the the ticket link, uh, Jordan, you can uh, jot this down. Is uh, we're gonna put it in the description and um, the the show info. Um, so that will be at the top. Um, hi- highly recommend going. Um, to your point, as far as the well, first off, I just want to say, yeah like people making any uh criticism like that it's like okay well what sounds better 19 year anniversary or 21st anniversary of an album or 20 so sometimes like when you're booking a stuff you realize that there's these serendipitous times for different bands there's a last show there's an album release there's uh, a reunion of some kind there's an anniversary i think that's kind of the beauty of putting together the crazy party that is a hardcore fest because you're able to like it's not just like who's the coolest band at the moment it's like oh like where are we at in 2023 and how can we make something that contextually makes sense um with what's going on um you know especially with a lot of the support bands that you got going on a lot of those bands have new releases a lot of those bands are like underdogs that are on the come up so to me like I don't think, and this goes back to an earlier thing they were talking about, I don't think it was about topping, um, you know, the lineup and the scalability of all that. I think it was about, okay, what is the best version of Hold Your Ground that we can do in 2023? And I think with obviously No Warning being kind of like the um, the the center of all that when it comes to the, the anniversary of that uh, inarguably, like, fantastic record, um, I think you guys have really knocked it out of the park with all the bands that you're you're booking. Um, so I'm very excited. No warning is also a band that every time Wild Rose was getting announced, there would be rumors of new no warning. And whether those rumors were true or not, um, it's it's it just goes to show that that is a band that cross Canada people are excited about. So. Yeah, it's, I hope a lot of Western Canada folks uh, fly out for this so they can see them as well, which I'm sure they will. Oh, um, thousand percent. Yeah, and like lots of lots of lore. Funny enough, with that band, with like, oh, I hear they're playing this fast. I hear they're breaking up. I hear this. I hear that. So mysterious. Um, <laughs> yeah, so mysterious. Um, but forget what you heard. What you should know is that they are playing Hold Your Ground Fest. Yes. In 2023. That's no ill mystery. blood. That's in no full um yeah also like quick like side note when we were talking to them initially about booking them uh we're like yeah they could like headline the fest that would be sick and then actually they brought it up like to me saying like we could do 20 years of ill blood 
And then oh, it was their I brought idea, that to not the rest yours. Rest. Yeah, no, no. And I brought that to the rest of the team. And then like, because we were like debating like whether we were going to move forward with them. And as soon as I said that, I'm like, we cannot say no to that. Like, there's there's no way we say no to that. Exactly, man. <laughs> that's the uh, that's a confirmation. Yeah. So we did it. We locked them in. Here we are. That's so sick. So yeah, if if you're a no warning fan, this is your warning that this will never happen in this kind of context. So get your tickets to go to Hold Your Ground out in Mississauga. Um, a few of the last things that I want to hit on because we've touched on the entire lineup um, definitely took, you know, there's a lot of great bands and a lot of great shit to talk about. Was, I want to make sure that before we have to wrap up, um, you know, we can hit on some other things. Um, I'm sure as far as like things that you're talking about for 2023. Um, and this is something that I just had to see time and time again for any of the, um, the sets that I was posting, but how are you guys going to be combating the horseshoe situation that was last year? Well, okay. <laughs> Cause I'm, I, I have... know everyone there was infuriated and it's just like, bro it is not hard to move up and uh but yeah i'm sure like that's a problem you know it's at the same venue i yeah talk to me about where your mind is going and how are you guys yeah. going to combat that yeah, yeah so there's a couple of reasons why that happened uh one reason being um a lot of people that were at the fest um there's quite a few like hard moshers from like out of town and like scary moshers, I guess I'd say, and like some scary bands that were playing, I guess I would say that people aren't necessarily used to. So like the violence was intensified. So people are a bit more scared of that and they want to stand back and they want to stand off to the side, or there's people that just don't mosh in general. So they don't want to move up. They want to kind of enjoy it from the back. Um, secondly, um, there was an issue with it being like a larger room and like um, maybe part of the reason why was because it's like a lights on like bigger room show that usually doesn't happen in Ontario. So people kind of just wanted to like stay back sort of thing. Um, another thing was the capacity we were given for like tickets we could sell was actually quite incorrect. So we've actually been able to sell more tickets this year than last year. So oh, naturally, okay. the room is going to be filled up more. So in doing so with that, uh, there'll be less of an opportunity for there to be a horseshoe. Mm -hmm. um, also, people just love to complain like anything on Twitter, especially or Instagram. People love to complain about like a horseshoe happening, people not moshing hard enough or whatever. They just like love they uh, they don't love saying, oh, it's such a great weekend. Like, I can't believe like the team did that. <laughs> it's just like, nah, there's a horseshoe or like whatever. Um funniest comment i saw was like horseshoe from hold your ground gave me covid <laughs> it's like some people got like covid after the fest or whatever because he's still like running rampant which to just to give you uh, a bit of props i think every single hardcore fest in 2021 and 2022 at least gave one person covid so yeah you're not you're not the outlier by any means yeah yeah it's just uh that was a funny comment but yeah I people mean, just jordan got covid at wild rose and then he couldn't film scope five the next weekend so i'm a little bitter against that but i'm just kidding i think i think you know that's the name of the game um you know but and obviously no fest can control how people are going to be standing you know i think about when exactly uh scott vogel was on the podcast we talked he talked about a vogel invention where it would essentially be 
one part of the venue like would essentially like close in like trash compactor from Star Wars and push people up, <laughs> like physically push people up. Um, yeah. But like no one's going to actually be doing that. But I think with what you said, like with the venue maybe giving you the incorrect numbers of how many bodies you can put in that said room, naturally when there is going to be more people, that horseshoe will get diminished that much more. And if I'm being completely honest, most festivals that I've seen, as far as the video wise, there is a shift happening where there's gonna there is more people up at the front. There there's the attendance to, you know, create it where it's like people are gonna be more up there. So I know it's gonna exist at every single fest to varying degrees, but I hope that 2023 is the start of a shift of like less dynamic horseshoes and more like people up at the front who are going to be the sandbags so to speak for people who want to because that was the thing at hold your ground was like there are bands that deserve incredible stage dives but there's not a a setup right now for for people to do so we're also working on um like a platform to increase the stage uh like width Mm-hmm. So we can actually encourage more stage drives. So that's something we might be doing, not confirmed yet, but we already spoke about it. Um, so that would definitely encourage more stage drives, uh, very similar to like what was going on at like Sound and Fury last year, or like LDB this year sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah, that would definitely help the case with that. It also takes up more room. So less room for people to have that open space, less horseshoe, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Um one of the last fest questions uh, I can ask you before we hit on some cohesion stuff really quick. Pain of truth, day one. Was it justified? Was it justified? Um, you know what I'm talking about. I, wanna, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say it on the air, um, but it wasn't not justified. I mean, like, <laughs> you know that you know that saying people say where it's like, fuck around and find out? Yes um fuck around and find out i guess mm-hmm. um yeah if you know you know i guess yeah, but yeah. um <laughs> try to keep it elusive for multiple yeah people here. yeah that's that's the pain of truth that is the <laughs> pain of truth that's right um dude i will this will be the last thing and then we'll we'll move on there there's an edit on my desktop right here that gives it the full context to the that entire scenario of things and the altercation is maybe point is like an eighth of it. And the rest of it is like this, this dude who I don't know, I'm not going to try to put on my blast, but he's just like going around and doing this stuff. So context matters versus just one singular photo that you see on Twitter. So let's just say that. Um, but yeah, fuck around and find out if that's the pain of the truth. Uh, let's talk about cohesion music. Um, yeah, let's talk so, about it. Yeah, so you guys put out an album uh, at the very end of last year, um, Distorted Vision. Um, Distorted with a Z as well. So I always love when bands do that. One of my favorite bands right now uh, is called Winter Circle, and they don't use S's. They only use Z's. So quick plug Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the you know, putting that out, um, you know, getting to play a number of shows with that music out and seeing the response to it. Um, how's that been for y'all so far? 
Yeah, so it's been great. So we put that out uh, last November. Uh, we were actually supposed to do our like initial release show for that in November, but then our drummer Alex um, like got hit by a car and he broke his arm. So we had to delay that. Um, but what we didn't delay is our run we had planned with Prowl. So that was a few weeks after we put out the EP. Um, so we got to play some shows with them across uh, like Montreal, Ottawa, Barrie, Hamilton. That run was like a dream come true. Like Prowl is um, without a doubt, like one of the best bands in Canada, if not the best hardcore band in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so those shows were super sick. Uh, we got to play a lot of the new stuff live, uh, which I think went well um the response in general to the ep i think has been great um a lot of people say like yeah it's like a step up from the last release but still like true to the sound of the first release uh which i like to hear because like we're always trying to get better and not like go back yeah and like write worse music that would suck um still on that like weird like wavelength i guess of like just finding our own lane of like that solid mix between like hardcore and metalcore and just kind of like do our own thing between that. Like we don't really like everyone in the band listens to different stuff. Um, like whether it be metalcore or hardcore or like pop music or like older metal, new metal. So we just try to do our own thing with that and kind of carve our own path, I guess, without yeah. sounding like corny, but I don't really care either way. Um, so yeah, the response has been good to that. Um, and then, yeah, we did our release show in January. So like a few months later when Alex was healed, it was his first show back, uh, which was so incredible. That was sold out. That was with Spirit of Vengeance and Mile End as local support. And then I also had a show that day with Exide and Broken Vow. So they hopped on that uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So that was sweet. Um, that's probably one of our favorite shows we played as a band as well. Um, yeah, and we've done like some other like local stuff in like London. Uh, we played Toronto last night um, with a band called Old Pets, which is like an instrumental like prog band, which was oh, okay. it's like super super different, super cool though. Uh, we kind of went into that show with like weird expectations because we're like, I don't know, we sound like kind of heavier than like a lot of the other bands, I guess, on the bill because there's like a pop punk like emo band opening and then there was like a post hardcore band um as well like before us um so it's like i don't know but it like popped off people actually moshed the room was packed uh lots of love for playing in toronto and lots of love to old pets for having us um yeah and then we're playing tonight in steel city with d block days lost bruiser weights uh bar down and die alone so that's going to be a banger of a gig also sold out again um i think we're doing some stuff in june with another ontario band uh, to be announced um one of my favorite ontario bands love them um yeah and like i said before we're working on some new music so we'll probably have that out for the fest if not before then um yeah we're kind of just gonna take it as it comes i guess and whatever opportunities uh, we're trying to do some like international stuff, but I think that's going to be delayed for a bit. Um, but eventually we are going to get down south since we're closer to the border. We really want to play Buffalo and Detroit at, at the minimum because they're like bordering us and fairly easy to do that other than like the visa stuff. But I think we're just going to pull the trigger soon and kind of get started with that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it sounds like your calendar is full uh for cohesion and hold your ground stuff so that's really exciting to see um you know i i'm i'm hoping to see cohesion do more whether it's to the states or coming back through um you know the the western side of canada i think you guys 
do have something. I think one of my favorite aspects of your guys' band on the Sonic side is, well, yeah, on the Sonic side is you guys have that, like, very, like, um, guitar pedal, like, um, effect style of riffs where it has that, like, horror movie aspect. And then I think combining that with your vocal style, which I've said when we've featured Cohesion on different listen-up podcasts where it's a little bit more hardcore-leaning, a little bit more despised, kind of, like, focused. Um, I think it really w- works well. And, uh, yeah, I think the the new EP is great. I've listened to it today a couple times. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited to see what's next for y'all, whether it's Split or another EP. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure, you know... But without getting too into the, the, the details here, I think I'm going to see Cohesion a lot this year. So I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think you will. I think that is correct from what they are saying. From what they are saying. That's right. From what they are saying. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for the the kind words on us. And I think you like really nailed like what the sound we're going for. And like, yeah, all the, like the weird pedal stuff, that's all like Peter and Colin, our guitar players, like they're like freaks with that shit. And it mm-hmm. sounds so cool. And then, like, samples during our set, like, Colin always just, like, whips up these, like, weird, creepy samples, and we, like, try to switch it up, like, every set, essentially, and, like, I love that sort of aspect of our music. Um, yeah, fucking Dan's a crazy bass player. He's always jumping around on stage, and Alex is an awesome drummer. Um, so, yeah, I think just, like, as a unit, um, yeah, we've, like, really solidified, like, our stage presence in our, like, shows in the last couple shows we've been doing. So very stoked on that and getting closer to where we want to be like on our recorded music and our writing style. Um, always willing to try new things, but we're always trying to like hammer down on what works and what doesn't work sort of thing. Totally. Um, before we start to wrap up here, Kyle, um, last question is I want you to make two, because it's your second year of the fest. I want you to make two hold your ground predictions so and that could be anything wherever your mind goes and that could be so and so's band gets a good reaction we get to do x um based off of that anything that you would selfishly like to see happen okay so two predictions selfishly um one of them okay selfishly um one of them being that uh so just to put it out there we are most likely adding at least a couple more bands to the fest to be determined to the main days or to the main the okay. main days uh okay. we also have a pre-show thursday the 21st at hardlock uh lineup will be sorted and announced later with pre with uh day-by-day lineups at the same time and day-by-day tickets for anyone wondering because i know people have been asking yeah uh selfishly hopefully because there have been already um some other bands like hitting us up i guess maybe to get that final spot some like bands we didn't think would want to play sort of thing so hopefully we get to add like one or two of them let's say mm-hmm. um so that's like uh, on like the positive side and then another prediction is um somebody at this fest is gonna get canceled for moshing <laughs> Like, actually, like, there's going to be, like, a... Kind of how Blaine was getting canceled because of how he was moshing at Montreal Madhouse. Yeah, I think something like that's going to happen. Um, Yeah, 
something like that's bound to happen or I don't know, some stupid shit, some like Twitter discourse. Um, well, yeah, that's I bound kinda, to happen. But I yeah. feel like someone getting canceled from moshing just is I want people to mosh so irresponsibly <laughs> for, yeah. for for my fest, which is, yeah, I, will, I, I want the same thing for my events. Yeah. Or and like another like or like prediction or like hope, I guess, uh, for the fest is like I want people to really, really understand that like you need to be hitting Ontario if you're in a hardcore band from the States or internationally. And like, it's like a no, like you can't sit, like it's a no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain is fried. Like no arguments to that. Like you have to. Like It's a no brainer. Like, without a doubt. What, no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're, if you're routing a tour and you're playing Buffalo or Detroit and you're just like not hitting Canada and you have members that can get into Canada, like I think you're doing a disservice mm -hmm. in a way to yourself because it's like there's a different group of people up here. Like not everyone just travels across the border to the states for shows. Like some do, but like not everyone can. So like you're missing a whole ass market of people here, especially in Toronto and Hamilton. Um, yeah, Ontario hardcore in general and Montreal is popping off as well. Um, and then all of Western Canada. So like definitely like don't look down upon Canada. Yeah, and and to your point there, I don't and I don't know if this is on purpose as far as why the fest is in Mississauga and not Toronto. Obviously, there's a multitude of reasons that I think that we've talked about, but I do think that if you are listening to this because I'm 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 sure a lot of people from the southern Ontario scene as a whole, whether you're from Branton or St. Catharines or Kitchener or Windsor or Barrie or wherever the fuck that you're from, if you're from the southern Ontario sphere, Coming to Hold Your Ground, going off for the bands, making connections. I think Hold Your Ground is showcasing not just what Toronto hardcore is all about. It's it's showcasing what Ontario hardcore is all about. And people, bands talk. When good things happen or bad things happen via any fest, that has a trickle-down effect to when those bands go back to their specific scenes, right? So I think that if you are writing for your scene, whether you're in the in one of the bands that are that are playing, or you're just an attendee and you want to just pit, um, not to be canceled, but pitting of that magnitude, um, you know, you never know who the the person in Dead Heat is going to talk to when they go back to California, or the person in Harm's Way when they go back to Chicago, um, or the the members of end it when they go back to baltimore about what their experience was like and that will inspire and have it where you know there might be connections from 2023 that um have an effect for the 2024 lineup but also just bands who are just like i just want to go to ontario it doesn't even need to be for hold your ground specifically i just i'm seeing these videos i'm hearing what my friends are saying and i need to book a tour there i need to book a show there um so I think what Hold Your Ground and, you know, Hold Your Ground is just one great example of the dedicated people within the scene there that are really making that shift and like flying that flag and uh, and bearing that torch, as as we said at the beginning of this episode. Um, obviously, other people like um, the Steel City Hardcore crew, I have a lot of love for them, but I am really excited about not only the events of this year's hold your ground fest but also what that's going to do in perpetuity for years to come yeah yeah it's what it's all about we're trying to like make a difference make like a splash here and just kind of like 
welcome anyone who like wants to come check out the fest or like play the fest maybe in coming years or just come here and play shows in general route tours here um yeah we're we're super open to it we want to work with like as many people as possible different bands different people in general uh make friends make connections anything like yeah it's all about carrying the torch of like what is happened in the years prior like we've had fests in ontario we had heart fests uh we had it was like streets ahead fest at that one point um not dead yet fest did that thing with like different venues and whatnot but uh that was still really cool and then uh yeah now we have hold your ground fest and i want to continue this and carry that torch for years to come because hardcore is literally at the best place i think it's been in in ontario since i got into it at least which was like 2012 or whatever uh, something around there and yeah I'm very happy to play a small part in it and to be able to play shows with cohesion put on shows with solace or hold your ground and just kind of go to shows that I'm not putting on as well like I go to as many shows as I can I live downtown um, so yeah yeah man it's uh there's a theme at least for stuff that I'm working on right now where I'm I've I've been I've been writing a track that's all about like filling the gap that you see and like really being like it's an undetermined weight of 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 uh, what it takes to um you know book a fest be in a full-time touring band that's like you know you're the only band from your scene that's going out and playing shows or you're filming shows and you're doing all this stuff it's an undetermined amount of weight and uh and sacrifice that you need to make in whatever whatever else you have going on in your life but it's worth it and it pays off. And there are things that you wouldn't even imagine will happen, um, you know, down the line because of your efforts. So again, uh, I'm really excited for hold your ground this year. Um, and everyone listening should be too, uh, all the ticket info and all the other details when it comes to all the bands that we talked about and how to get tickets, uh, are in the description and the YouTube of this video. Um, Kyle, let's end on a, Kyle Mosh related story. Uh, it's the signature thing that we end every single episode. So that could be you related, cohesion related, um, anything that you just saw for any of your many shows within the Ontario hardcore scene. What comes to mind and what do you want to end on when it comes to Mosh? Yeah. Yeah. So I really, I do listen to the pod. So I should have prepped one, but I have one. Um, I have one that's quick. Maybe I'll throw another one in too. Fuck it. Um, but the one that comes to mind since we're talking so much about hold your ground is um, day two of hold your ground. Uh, Myland opened the fest and during their set, um, I went up front. I was going to like, like maybe mosh a bit, but just like obviously support and sing along to fchc obviously right um so during like the first sing-along i went like right up right up to the front um and i was kind of like i was like trying to get the mic whatever sing along and then after like the sing-along parts um there's essentially like a mosh part and i was just doing the sing-along and i was going to hop out i didn't really have intentions of moshing and then all of a sudden um the crowd going fucking crazy of course supporting the local boys i got knocked in the face like pretty hard mm -hmm. um hat like flies off um my nose just like i just touched my nose all of a sudden it's like dripping down my hand and down my arm i'm like oh that might be broken so then i was kind of like freaking out um yeah first about, day like, of oh, the like, second day of the fest or first being yeah. of the second day yeah 
yeah and I'm like oh like I have to play in like a couple bands like what's like I don't know if I could like perform and I go in the washroom and check it out my nose completely crooked I'm like oh great um and then kind of like determining if it's broken or not um and then like I ice it I like chill out for a few bands we have to actually like switch our set cohesion had to play later like after age of apocalypse which I didn't want to do um but just because I'm like yeah I don't know if I could like perform oh is like that this. why yeah yeah no oh, it's not, okay it, there's no other reason um so yeah it sucks that we had to do that but like i just like couldn't didn't know if i could perform um but ended up being like more so just like nerves and like trying to run a fest and play a show but like my nose ended up being like fine i think it like popped back into place mm. um but yeah during mile end nonetheless uh our good friends so that was that was kind of funny wow yeah i was i was like yeah, because I think what you said, I think we played third or second or something. I was like, I think it was more like fourth or fifth, but uh, maybe it was supposed to be that based on uh, what was going on. But you had a you have a, a sitcom episode and a half when it comes to your your nose, um, which, you know, have to make decisions on the fly. So I totally get that. Yeah, I just like kind of talked to the guys and like Age of Apocalypse. I'm like, yo, are you like cool with this? I just like busted my nose. They're like, yeah, they're like very like cool with that. Um, but yeah, and I think I think a couple people may have missed their set unfortunately because of that. But so like, sorry, I mean, <laughs> shit happens. Um, sorry, I, I had a little river of a river of blood coming out of my face, so I had to make some judgments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah have to make a last minute uh audible play right there but we're all good we're all good i still uh that's I a prediction that i'm hoping to have for for this year is no kyle no 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 kyle nosebleeds and like that's why like at the fest i wanted to mosh like more but i'm like i gotta be responsible i gotta like i gotta work this fest i gotta play a set um like i don't need to to be out there moshing like we have enough mosh warriors like for the day yeah. um during division of mine though i did and that's that was fun there are a few exceptions even when you're working a fest yeah yeah i love that band yeah um so i that's a great story <laughs> to to end on uh but yeah kyle all the info for cohesion and hold your ground will be in the, the description in the show notes uh anything you want to send the people off with any other final words that you want to say or anything you want to plug the floor is yours yeah yeah so hold your ground fest um although like i came on the podcast i do just want to like make sure this gets out there that hold your ground fest is a team of four people so hold your ground fest is me myself kyle it's jessa it's adam and it's katie uh we're all working together to make this thing work uh for ontario hardcore for canadian hardcore and just in general um very happy with all the support that we've been receiving I'm very thankful to the bands that are trusting us to put this fest on for them um, and to anyone else that's coming. Um, yeah, can't say it enough. Um, but yeah, www.holdyourgroundfest.com. Uh, we have some info. We have some passes on there available. Uh, please pick one up. Um, please share it around to your friends and keep spreading the word. Um, we're in the second year of a small DIY fest. Uh, so these years really matter for building it up to the level that we want to get it to. And if you want this thing to keep continuing, you have to support um yeah and love to like have any new bands on next year or any bands on some of my other shows um i don't want to be that promoter that keeps booking the same band so like feel free to reach out to us uh, reach out to me personally if you want to play one of my shows uh definitely want to be spreading the love and continue what ontario has going on 
That's beautifully, beautifully said. Uh, I am very excited. I'm very excited to be involved, um, not only to play again with one of my projects, but also, you know, to be filming for Scoped. Um, very much looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, uh, if you have it again, uh, holdyourgroundfest.com. Um, check out the lineup. Um, if if this if you've never gone to Canada for a show or a fest, I feel like this is one of those events that you should really consider doing. So, um, you know, doesn't hurt to get a passport and then you can come at any point. Um, it's such a weird thing for Canadians. We all like, it's normal for us to have passports, but there's so many Americans yeah. that are like, I've never even thought about that until, you know, what's happening now. So, um, definitely check it out. Um, go listen to cohesions, new record, distorted vision and, uh, Kyle, great to see you. And thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.